You're listening to the Die Hard Next podcast. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Everybody join the show. To be honest with you, I really can't. It's so surreal. Uh, like what I said, when I talk to young guys who wake up and uh, they may not know where, the, where their, their path is going to lead them or where the game is going to take them, just trust y'all. Don't worry about what nobody's going to say. Because I sat years ago as a rookie in my second year, maybe my second year, I sat every day with Tibbs after practice, and we talked about the Knicks. We talked about the battles. We talked about how great it would be to play them one day. And then for it to come true, and then I'm playing with Derek, who I've been playing with my whole career, and the, and we have the same familiar faces, but now we're in New York City. God doesn't make any mistakes, man. You just got to follow your path. You just got to believe in yourself, stay the course. The course is always going to be rocky, but you just got to stay the course and believe in yourself and and truly believe, man, because this is some, some magical stuff right now. I don't know how to explain it. It's just every day that I come in, it's just, I don't take anything for granted. But every day that I come in, it's just surreal. And you got to pinch yourself because you're playing in the garden. It's one of the toughest places to play, but it's one of the beautifulest places to play when you're on the right, on, when, you, when you're right. And um, we're trying to do some special things here. And uh, right now we're laying on the groundwork for it. It's, a, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, man. Shout out to Taj Gibson with the heartfelt uh, interview there. You heard it, right? Yes, we sir. Get to hear it? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. He, he was in tears, man. That, everything that he said is, is true, man. You know, we do a lot of complaining, man. You know, we was just talking about that before the thing. We get on other people's shows. We fight each other, all the stuff that, that, that goes down, man. But a lot of times, man, you got to sit back and really just see what's happening. It's, it's kind of surreal how things are going down, just like how we said. And it's like, you know, the magic. You're missing the magic. You know, all of us are missing the magic right now, man. You can see the tears in his eyes, man. It almost made me want to cry a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Uh, you know, shout outs to you, Dal, for playing that video. Um, I was about to just start firing shots just now, and then that video just changed up my whole mood. <laughs> yeah, it should change everybody's mindset, man, because, you know, just everything that Taj Gibson, he explained, he was talking about Tom Tibble when he first came down, him talking the, talking the game when he was a rookie, and then, you know, him playing with Derv Rose after all they've been through with Chicago and, um, you know, even, even in Minnesota and then coming back to New York. You know, it's it, it is surreal, man. You know, listen, look, look at where we came from as Knicks fans. The last ten years or so, throughout the, um Dirk Rose's whole career, you know, the Knicks have been trying to figure it out. You know, so you know, it's it's just amazing. We just come full circle right now, and then the Knicks are finally good, and everything that 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 could possibly happen, you know, for us, good fortune wise, has has happened this season, and you know, it's it's, it's a good ride, man. Yo, it, it, what's crazy is um, you know. Derrick Rose, for the first time since 2015, has played consecutive games of 38 minutes or more. But coming from, you know, anybody who's an older Knicks fan, we all watched what Phil Jackson did when he was here. We was all here when Derrick Rose went AWOL. So for me to see his maturity and to see the man that he's become and see his journey, like we're talking about the youngest MVP ever, bro. 
young as, like I watched Rose, you watched Men's Prime. Like there, there might be a whatever John Moran is doing now, Derrick Rose was doing that, but like at 10 times faster speed. So it and jump higher. <laughs> so it, it's amazing to watch. And then seeing Taj Gibson, four green projects straight from Brooklyn, looking like um who he looking like Tim Thomas out there, plus twenty three, uh, plus twenty three, timely switches, timely blocks. You know, it, it, it's just I, I don't know what else to say. He had three steals, a block, seven rebounds, one assist, and it's just great to see. Like and, and, and salute to Derrick Rose. I remember Dahar and me and you was talking about um overtopping a month ago, and I, I want you to start first because I I feel. You was destroying him more than me, but we was destroying him both. But I feel like you was destroying him more than me. But I want you to go first. Um, what are you seeing? What what, what you seeing from Obi Toppin, man, that has impressed you so far? And do you think um, how how can I put this? Do you think Thibodeau will give him a bigger role next season? And what I mean by that is play him more than thirteen minutes a game. That that that's what I really mean by that. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, up until now, he, he hasn't really deserved it. You know, when, when I was really getting on him, you know, he was missing assignments. He was he was like airballing threes and, you know, not going to the basket aggressively. You know, everything, everything he was doing wrong. Miss, like I said, mostly missing defensive assignments. That's the, that's the stuff that will get him pulled out of, out of games. It's OK to hit that he can admit that he misses shots. It's OK that he might get a little, um you know, shell shocked or maybe just like outmatched physically with, with some guys. But just it's just really the defensive stuff. But you know, you know, we you know we, we, we talk about this online and stuff that um that I, I just feel like the pedigree of him being being the father of, of like uh like one of the best street ball players New York's ever had, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And him growing up in that, being being in that environment, I felt like the 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 big crowd, you know, did the opposite for what it did to Julius Randle the first two games. I think Obi Toppin really has been like feeding off of the crowd. So like it's been a focus. He, he like the three pointers that, that he that he's uh, made. In the series so far, have been like like supreme focus. Like he'd get it, and then you could just see it in his eyes. He's like he, he just has like a different like whole different um you know swag about him, man. So even even the physicality, like he, um a couple times he got he kind of got stuck where he was supposed to make a pass, but it, you know he stumbled the ball a little bit, so he had to make a move, and he made a nice quick move to the basket, and it looked like he was gonna like you know get up. He's just not strong enough, but just the simple fact that he made that that because that was the right play to make. You know what right. I'm saying? So he won't. He's not. You're not gonna get there. This. This. That's all I've been saying. He's not gonna get there this year. He's definitely gonna get it next year, because right right now it just has to do with him building up strength. But um, you know, talking about next year. Next year is a definite. But this see this um this postseason, I think he's he's definitely gonna earn. You know, you know, probably he, he, he if he can continue this ride, we might see him up in the 20s. You know, before all of a sudden done. No, it's crazy because. Last night was the first time this season Obi Toppin attempted four plus free throws and multiple three pointers in the same game. So it matches everything what you're saying right now. He's more aggressive. When he get the ball, he's not indecisive no more. Like he gets the ball, he know what he's gonna do. He's attacking the basket finally. He's finally using the pump fake and then driving into the lane. Something I've been wanting to do for months now. You see his mother at the game. She's crying. Obi just got a uh you, you forgot he had he got a newborn kid. So now he's a grown man. So now he's not playing just for himself now. Now he's playing for somebody else. And 
you know, I, I'm looking at Obi last night. I'm like, damn, that boy got a motor. Kevin Knox don't have a motor. And that's the main difference. But I also got to take it to account. Knox is 21 and Obi is 23. Knox don't have kids. Not you get what I'm saying? Like they want two different timelines, but they want the same goal. So another thing now, and you know, I wanted to bring bring you. I know you probably said it was Kevin Knox shooting after the game last night with Obi Toppin, and I'm really intrigued. Those two guys, I believe that both of them will be on the roster next season. But more so Kevin Knox, I'm really intrigued to see what those two guys is going to bring next season. And I hope I, I just hope Obi um just gets better. Um I, I really hope he could get better. I really like what I see from Obi, especially from the, with him with the crowd. But Randall. Huh? Yeah, I yeah. I think I think Randall man, I think he I think he was just trying too hard. Yeah, trying to do too much really. Mm-hmm. So he got caught up with that. So you know, I, th- I think that's something we just got to deal with because we never—he's never been to the playoffs. He's never been in the role where he's been like the the main guy, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I, th- I think I think he just put too much pressure on himself. You could just see it in, in his in his own body language and everything. When once he finally started to get it going in that fourth quarter, you know, you you could see that he was snapping back to the to the old Randall from the from the season. So I, I'm expecting him to like to really go off in Atlanta. And. Let, let's let's stay with Randall real quick, like, cause I be feeling like people just be getting at me, like, and they be I just hate Randall. Like, nobody hates Randall. The thing with Randall is, we both watched the first game. How did Randall play the first game, dog? He looked scared. <laughs> he looked scared. You know, he looked scared. The second game, the first half, I'm looking at Randall overpassing. I never thought I would see the day Randall overpassing. He's 0 for six. But the one thing that I'm I'm so inter- I'm so interested in Randall scoring, I forgot about his defense. You know, players guarded by him yesterday was 0 for 15. And I, I'm just so I'm just so interested in scoring because that's the that's the role I got in my mind for him. You think what you get what I'm saying? So even though he's been playing shell shock on offense, his defense, his rebounding has been it looks better than the regular season. So I it he's he's impressing me, but at the same time, he's disappointing me at the same time. I expect better from him. I really do. Yeah, he, he just he just gotta calm down. I, I think I think definitely in, in in Atlanta when when the New York fans are not there. Going crazy, he'll still be, he's still gonna hear the same you know um, defense from the Knicks side because this man New York is in in Atlanta, but um he he just won't have like that that extra pressure of of um, of um doing right by us you know making sure that he does the right thing for us. So I, I just think he's gonna he's gonna be ill. And you made it made a good point too about his defense. That's um you know that's a lot of lot that's one thing that that nobody really talks about. He he does a lot a good job communicating, you know on, on offense like when when the guys have a break and play, everybody's talking to each other. But I was talking about that with my with my um stepbrother today. Um, you know, you know, everybody's doing that. Derek Rose is pulling guys to the side and having conversations. The, the beauty, the beauty about it is, um, you know, back back when we had like anything like um, Tim Hardaway, um, how he was arguing with Treyer and they fighting on the court about certain things on, on this thing. Like, let's say if Derek Rose has something to say, everybody's quiet and listening to him. But it's not just Derek Rose and it's not just Julius Randall. If Bullock got something to say to Randall. Randall's quiet and looking at 
um, Bullock in his eyes, you know, and they come to a grin. Then you can see Randall go, I got you. All right. That, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's like yeah. that. So that's that's the type of shit we on, man. So, uh, you know, you know, I, th- I think we're going to be in the, you know, truthfully, man, now after after this game, and I feel like everything's going to settle down, I feel like we got a good chance to sweep the next four games and um, just get these guys out of here, you know, because, you know, like, um, it's not really talent, you know, talent wise, they have they have more talent than us. You know, just for the simple fact that they, they just got more offensive players, but they just don't play. They were they they have been playing better defense, but their defense doesn't match us. You know, we're just more physical than them, so we can overpower them that that type of thing. So you know, right now, hopefully, we can get back into the same feeling that we had before the season start, and we can just get rid of these guys, man. It it just comes down to something that uh, Tibbs is notoriously known for not doing. And that's called adjusting. Um, yesterday's game. How did the Knicks come back in the second half of that game? He adjusted. He comes out. Instead of Nerlens and Alfred, he puts Taj and Rose to begin the third quarter. Now, here's here's my thing, right? And Nerlens know well. He's playing. He's been playing well, but specifically for the playoffs, and I'm watching for these certain little things, Don. I'm seeing teams load up on Randall, and Randall can't give the ball to Nerlens because he can't space the floor. This is why I want a guy like Mo Bamba. This is why I keep saying, go get me Mo Bamba, somebody who can space the floor. Seeing, I'm seeing teams load up on Randall. I'm seeing teams load up on RJ. RJ hasn't even had a, a signature game yet. So, Tibbs got to get those rotations together. He got to. If you're not going to start the game with Alfred, the best, the most logical thing what I would like for him to do is start Burks or start Frank. But here's the thing. I don't really want him to um, start Burks because the bench, first game, I believe we scored 61 points from the bench. We got 61 points. Second Mm -hmm. game, 55 points. So I don't want to mess that up. So game three, how do we, like, where do we tackle that? Like, what are we going to do? Like, how is Tim's going to adjust to this? I, I got to know, bro. Because he be killing me with that, bro. Like, he, I, he's 63. He's stubborn. He's stuck in his ways. But at the same time, you got to adjust, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it really starts with with Alfred Payton. You know, we we've been talking about him like to death. You know, but he's the he's the main, you know, peg in, in this puzzle that just not doesn't fit right. Everybody everybody can see it. You know, I, I know um Tom Thibodeau can see it, but it's tough to play to play the year all year with him being your starter, and um then now he's just really not producing, and now you got to give up on him because you, you um like you're nothing if the coach don't believe in you. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. you know, they um he's waited all this time. He, he have all his, but now the now you know the chips are on the table. The Knicks have to win. You know, we're playing to win now every single game. So we can't be playing this loyalty game anymore. Now it's like, listen, man, you don't have it. Well, maybe we'll go back to you later on in in the, in the playoffs. But right now, you don't got it. You need to you need to get out of here. So I, I'm 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 on it like like Elfin should, shouldn't play the rest of the series. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're gonna need that extra guy to come in there and play, let it be Frank. You know, um, here's the thing though. I don't know who we should start. You know, because I, you know, Derrick Rose would be, it would be nice for Derrick Rose to start, but then you don't want Derrick Rose to be out there for 48 minutes. You know, because you know Tom Thibodeau would do that to him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, a guy like um, like Burks, 
you know, Burke, um, him starting didn't really do it for us. You know, he's more better, better coming off the bench, you know, getting himself loose, loose playing against the second unit and stuff like that. You know, and then, and then, you know, quickly to me, quickly is probably like the, um, like a more logical thing because he, he, you know, um, he's an offensive kind of guy and, um, he'll be somebody that, that, um, Randall could, could find open, but then you can't, you got to trust quickly though. You know, that's, that's the, so we like between a rock and a hard place right now. And me personally, you know, you know, Frank will be the guy that you would start, you know, and put him in the same role where, where he will play like, you know, start the start the game with, with five minutes, maybe, and then come back again, five, you know, situational stuff like that. But I mean, we, we just, we just kind of stuck, man. I, I don't, I don't know what to do, you know? Yo, I'm with you on that, bro. Cause like you said, like you, you want to start Burks, but then you don't want to break up that bench mob. And I, I respect Tibbs as a coach because, you know, even though, you know, me and you get on here, we kill Alfred, this, that, and third. At the same time, you got to think of it from a coach's perspective, too. Um, just like you said, you're not nothing if the coach don't believe in you, like if the management don't believe in you. So if Tibbs was to pull Alfred and let's say he start Frank, I, and I'm a Frank, I, I love Frank. I don't want people to be killing Frank and then blaming losses on him or, or Frank not ready and his legs ain't there. And, you know, this goes back to um, the game we lost. This goes right back to the game we lost. You put Frank in 23 seconds in to guard Atlanta's best player. And he has not gotten up damn near the whole game. That's stupid. Anybody from the hood knows, even if you're not from a hood, anybody play basketball, you know, if game is 2018 and y'all playing 21, it's a full court game. You're not going to ask your man who's sitting on the bench, hey, bro, can you sub in for me real quick? No, because his legs is cold. He's going, you're doing him a dis, you're doing me a disservice. Now you're going to make me look bad because I subbed you in. Now you're going to let people score on you. You're not even prepared to play. So that's how I felt about the Frank situation. I, I was disturbed by it. But at the same time, I agree with you too. I don't know what I'm going to get from Frank. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to get aggressive Frank. I don't know if I'm going to get overpassing Frank. I don't want him overpassing. You get the ball, shoot it. You know? So it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. It, it's, it's, I, we have options. But all of the options that we have, are bench players, um, to be honest. So, it's tough. Yeah, it's a team full of career backups. Alec Burke, like I said, I didn't even know he was this good, you know. But, um, you know, Mm -hmm. he is what he is. He averaged, like, what, 15, you know, 12, 10, that type of thing, because he'll have blowout games, and then he'll have games where he doesn't really score like that. But, you know, I bring this up here, man, because I'm looking at the minutes, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, um, Alfred Payton, for for the year, he averaged 23 minutes. Uh, if you like, let me, let me just a little bit bigger. You can see the 23 minutes there on, on um, like in the middle right. of the screen there, right there. That's mm-hmm. him. If you go to the end here, he averaged in those 23 minutes on uh, 10 points, uh, three assists, you know, almost a steal, you know, so he was contributing, even though he wasn't shooting threes and stuff, he was at least, um, um, able to get to the line, um, score at the basket, you know, be a, be aggressive, you know, um, you know, attacking a little bit just to give, um, you know, Derek Rose and whoever's coming in off the bench that, um, that breather. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if if Alfred was giving us um 10 and 3 right now, then then we wouldn't nobody would be really be complaining about him starting right now. 
you know, because you know that's that's what he gave to us. Like the, uh, I want to say maybe the, the the first three quarters of the season he was doing that. The last month he totally has been been playing really really bad, you know. So I mean, you know, we we, we got to figure out how we're gonna get that type of production to keep um you know, uh, Rose from from killing himself, you know. Bro, do you really want me to give you some of the numbers he has put up in this last month, bro? Matter of fact, I'm gonna do it anyway. 10 points, five assists, two rebounds. I mean, 10 points, five rebounds, two assists. These about to look like Frank Milliken the numbers. Six points, six rebounds, two assists. Five points, two rebounds, three assists. Two points, two points, zero points. Two points, zero points, zero points, one point. That is disgusting. Um, and listen, the... I don't I don't like killing Nick's management, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go at this another angle. And this is for my people who this is for people who are strictly Frank Nelakina fans. Captain Knox, if you if you root for the kids, you want to see the kids play, see success with the young kids. I'm gonna throw this conspiracy theory at you. Alfred Payton was never playing because of his talent. Alfred Payton was playing because he's a CAA client. And they knew that this year was going to be an audition year. And they also knew that Frank was not a point guard. And they also realized that DSJ was not the guy of the future. And they knew Frank as a wing. But I'm going to throw another angle into that. Frank fired Leon Rose as his agent. And he has got a new agent. So, you know... Is it possible that CAA is just doing him a favor? Because it's obvious that it's not the talent. That is, it is clearly obvious. It is obvious that he does not fit with the starting lineup. So I, I, I just need to know, what are we still doing trying him out there if we're trying to win playoff games? And both playoff games that we play, it's, it's been a dud when he's been out there. So I, I'm just baffled. So I, I just wanted to throw some conspiracy theories out there just, just i don't know just for me <laughs> yeah that, that's for you're talking about Alfred, right yes yeah i mean i mean it's got to be something like that because you know you know when, when you play the agent game that type of thing you, you gotta um you gotta grease palms you know what i'm saying you get if you, if you wanna if you're looking at one client you gotta make sure that you you know try to pay some of the other guys because the agent is going to get percentages out of all of this you know so that so the agent's definitely going to get his cut and then, then you get to um, help another guy's career out. You know what I'm saying? So I think mm -hmm. that's what that, that's what they did for Alfred. Maybe Alfred might be on the downside of his career or whatever, his short career, and um, you know, pay him and then get the next guy later. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think that's what that's what's going on with with all this stuff here. But you know, playoff time, man, it's it's over for that, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gotta, we got, you know, that, that that's what's so hard about about this thing. We we can complain till we blue in the face. You know, um, you know, shout out to nothing but Knicks. When you you got into your arguments, we was talking about. I got into my arguments with the guys there too. But um, when it when it comes down to it, you know, all the stuff that we that we're talking, nobody, we don't have the authority to make any of these moves. And and truthfully, these moves are not so easy to to make. You know, it's not just so cut and dry. They oh, just take this guy and start that guy. It's not so cut and dry, man. If you, you do one little move like that, it could ruin the the chemistry of everything. Everything will be be screwed. Everything that we built. You know, so we got to be very careful. And and we got. And just sticking on the playoff point that you just threw out there, we got to stay humble. Yeah. We got to stay humble. And the reason why I'm saying that, I'm watching the Bucks. 
literally ripped the heart out of the Miami Heat. Like literally, they're up 173 right now. And they're about to go on a 3-0 lead on the Miami Heat. I I sat back and I watched. Now I'm sitting, I'm pretty sure you watched too. I sat back and watched for nine, ten straight months of people disrespecting RJ Barrett in favor of Tyler Hero for nine, ten straight months. Heat fans killing us. Oh, uh, get to the playoffs. Uh, uh. And I find it funny that they're getting smoked right now like this. So for the Knicks, you know, I don't want my team like that. I don't want stories to say, oh, well, the Knicks didn't want to trade for this person because they felt like, oh, this guy was too good. So what I'm getting at is you don't trade Tyler Hero for James Harden, but you're now getting swept by the Miami, by the um, Milwaukee Bucks. So when you stay the same, you know what I'm saying? There's another thing I'm scared about the Knicks. Don't stay the same. Always try to improve your roster. Always try to improve. The, the Miami Heat, you knew what you was getting into with that 32-year-old Jimmy Butler. You know it's a win, it's a win now situation. That's not a let it marinate situation. So I don't want the Knicks to get like that. And it's a good thing because Randall is 26. You know, RJ's 20. So we don't gotta really worry about that right now. Like we playing with house money, and I I, I just like the direction. But that that is really bad for the Miami Heat. What I'm what I'm looking at right now. This is, oh, damn. Yeah, man, you, you make a, a, a big point there. You know, you know what I'm saying. We, we have to be very careful how we how we go about things because you know I was I was talking about um what's what's the dude um Oladipo, you know I was talking about getting Oladipo and then look they they are the ones that went and got Oladipo and that would ended up being just a wasted move because he's not even playing for them right now because they actually need Oladipo to help help them with with the Bucks right now. So I mean the Knicks are in that in that boat where. Where we can make a move like this and whatever, and then and then kind of screw us up, or you know we, we can we can um we can stay the same, you know just sign resign all the guys that we got, or you know we, we can um we can do it. So I mean like 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 I said, we, we all could talk about the stuff, but but it's it's really like like um serious decisions we got to make, you know what I'm saying? Because we absolutely cannot stay the same, you know every every team that that's in playoffs and in, in the playoffs and stuff like it is it, a thing like um. Like just arguing with people, they 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 um like sometimes me and you get into that too, where we're talking about yo, I, I want to build for the future, this that, and the other. But the future is now is not um like we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Right now, we know what's happening with this current group, and right now we, we loving what if what it feels like to be a playoff team. Because um yo, I, I went I went to um Clyde's wine and dine yesterday, and um you know it was kind of dead in there, but you know it was, it was a decent group of Knicks fans in there. So you know it's just like the way that everybody was was um was uh, was pulling for each other. Some guys were in there like ah oh, you know complaining, but then they had another group, you know a bunch of groups you know to say ah oh, come on keep the faith whatever whatever. So it was it was nice that whole thing, but like you know later on like, after the game I was with Eric Booker. Shout out to Eric Booker. He um he was like yo where you going? So y'all I'm going to the I'm I'm going to the garden. And he said like, y'all all right peace. And then he just broke out. You know what I'm saying? Later on I see him all over everybody's video. He he went to the garden. He was in the crowd too, so I I decided to actually drive down there, cause I, I was driving. So I drove right right past um, you know the the front of MSG on Seventh Avenue, and yo when I, when I tell you as soon as I turned the corner on on like, what like th- what was like 30, 35th Street, there's like there's like side bars and stuff. People are coming out the bars and they can see that I got my Knicks flag on the car and whatever. So everybody jumping on the car, yeah yeah yeah. And then you know the the apex was as soon as I I crossed um. 
uh, what do you, what do you call Thirty Third Street, right in front of the garden. You know, there, oh. there was people. You know, there was people already in the street. You know, blocking traffic and stuff like that. As soon as I I, I pulled up and they saw me, they was going crazy, man. I, I wish I, I actually did record it, but um, the cops told me to, to drop my phone because you know, I'm like recording while I'm driving and shit like that. So yeah, so I actually messed up the stream. You know, so yeah. um, but but it was crazy, man. But you know, I'm telling you all, all that story just to say uh -huh. that everybody knows the, the the feeling that 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 we that we getting from this moment. You know what I'm saying? So that means that the moment is now. You know, say we we don't want to let everything that we that we done to get to this point just go all to shit just because we want to um you know you know try to keep things going for the next ten years today. You know what I'm saying? We we kind of need to build this now. You know, with the eye on the future, yes, of course, but just not just um you know we we have an opportunity to do something special. You know, Ty said it in the interview in the beginning, the magic. You know, definitely, man. So we we in we in an interesting um. You know, time right now, man. So we, we gotta, we just gotta be careful. I'm, I'm glad that that, that I don't have the, you know, the authority to do that because that's it's a big, um, big job, big decision. Bro, imagine having to deal with, and this is several, some, several things we already talked about, but we really gonna have to talk about a lot of them soon. Imagine having to deal with what you gonna pay Randy. What is Obi topping? Uh, ceiling and where does he play out in this situation are you going to pay rj barrett next offseason because he's eligible for an extension in 2022 um are you going to pay randall this offseason where he's going to make 23.6 million or is you going to pay him the max which i am firmly against paying him the max i'm not paying him 30 plus million 30 plus million is reserved for two-way wings and mvps i'm not giving him 30 plus million. So that's out of question. But another thing is egos. I heard Randall talking about, oh, next season I could get even better. Whoa. What do you mean by that, brother? Because I know RJ Barrett, I know he's going to want some of that shine too, brother. So, you know, we, a lot of things going to happen. But that OB Toppin and Julius Randall thing bothers me the most. Uh, like, and, Going back to yesterday, last night, I leave work, right? So I got on my Nick shorts. I got on some blue sneakers. I got on a Nick t-shirt and a Nick hat. Um, man, and, and like blue, I got on a blue face mask or whatever. I'm just walking down. I mean, walking down. I'm walking up 33rd and First Avenue. I'm just walking straight up, walking for my job, walking. So all I hear is Nick's tape. I'm looking around. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, my man, next tape. I'm walking up the block. Fuck's I don't want to curse, but you know what they said. I'm like, all right, yeah, the horse is trash. Uh, uh. So I get the 30, I get the um, 33rd and 7th. But the big crowds already then, they already got um, dispersed by the police because they put up the like the big fence and all that. I get the 33rd, I get the, um, is that 32nd? No, I get the 34th Street and 7th Avenue. And they were train station is that. All you hear is F Trey Young, F Trey Young, just repeatedly. <laughs> F Trey Young. And what I'm getting at is the energy is so positive that you can't go into this offseason and tell me you don't get me a, a franchise point guard. You don't do that. That's one thing the Knicks can't do. You don't do that. You don't come out of this offseason without a franchise point guard. You don't come out of this offseason with three players 
And you like, ooh, the next top three seed now. With those three, those three, because all you gotta do is replace, honestly, Mitch gonna be here next season. OB gonna be here next season. IQ gonna be here next season. RJ gonna be here next season. That's four dudes, and I'm gonna include Kevin Knox just because I see him always shooting. People always kill him. I'm not gonna do that. But um, you got all these guys to bring back. We can do something special here. It's a lot, it, and we got Norvell Powell, Pele, and we got Luca, my boy Luca Veladoza. <laughs> <laughs> So that's six players already that you can build off something like that. that and that's nice to see with uh, along with Julius Randle. But that's a story for another day. I, I, I just like where we're going. And I don't know what young superstars are looking at this right now. Like I know they've seen the videos of fans cheering in the street. I, I want to see. I, I want to see. I'm, I'm really interested in that. Really, I'm really in, you know. That was nice and seeing the fans just seeing us happy. Like we yeah. have to talk about the lottery. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, yo, I re I remember 2013, man, when when um when Melo was here the last time we was we was good. I remember that, but I remember after the game, guys hanged around, but they everybody was just going home. You know, it wasn't really like mm -hmm. something where everybody was hanging around the way that they're doing now. This is this is a whole different thing. We got the pandemic that just came off the pandemic, kind of. You know, we're still in a pandemic. People, you know, people acting like like everything is all all good, but but you know, we were coming off the pandemic now. You know, people haven't been outside in a while, so people are really wilding. You know, but but it's just a, a perfect storm. Like the the team just matches the identity of the city for the first time in a long time. That mellow team was cool, but every time you watch the video, it was really just more about mellow. You know, when everybody, yes. yeah, everybody keeps yes. talking just about him. Not really about yes. the moment. You know, people don't even remember the, the teams that he played with, really. You know, they just really focus really on him. Remember Melo with the 60-point game? You know, Melo with this. Remember when he did that hit the clutch shot? That type of thing. But th this this season is not really like, yo, remember when Julius Randle did this, Julius Randle did that? It's like, yo, th this guy, this it's a whole team thing. It's not not just um team on the court. The whole fans, everybody's, you know, with that that dude that you seen the, the the clip with the guy spit on 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 Trey. Oh, disgusting, bro. Yo, I I love I love the simple fact that everybody was on it. Like, yo, man, that's bullshit. You know, you shouldn't have did that. Yeah. You know, as a unit, everybody was with it. Is is on with yeah. the with the shit with that. You know, so it, it just you know it's a it's a perfect storm. Everybody's on the on the same page, man. So. You know that you know that, that's that's the that's the real the real um the key to all this man is that while we talking about how we can get better it's just the the simple fact that that um that we're, we're together man it's it just um this is a very special time very special time but you know you know it, it's it, it, it's also hard not to talk about the future man because we, we are we are going through what we're going through now but you yeah. know like you said franchise point guard you know it would be nice to get an, another another like um true scorer you know, um, Kawhi is the one that, that keeps um, flapping in the wings, man, because the Clippers look like they, they might get swept by the freaking Dallas Mavericks. You know, they lost two games at home. We're going to have – they are going to get swept, and Miami Heat is going to get swept as well. And as soon as they – as soon as the Clippers get swept, we're going to have to do another – we're going to have to have a really long conversation because if – how can I put this? A lot of people's going to be pissed off this offseason because their favorite player is going to get traded. <laughs> the only person who is safe, and I'm going to be honest with you, 
who is safe from any trade right now is R.J. Barrett, who's safe and probably Obi Toppin, probably. But outside of those two, if Kawhi was to ever pick New York out of out of the grace of God, may God bless him if he do. But if the Clippers get swept and he was to pick New York, Dahard, you know what I'm doing? I'm taking some of those guys, packaging them. They're getting dealt. And you want either a guy like Fox, you want a guy like Donovan Mitchell, you want a guy like Colin Sexton, you just want a guy. You need a guy in there. And I, I would love a guy like Kawhi Leonard over here. I would love a guy like Kawhi Leonard over here, man. It, it would be nice, but how does Kawhi view our roster? Do he think we ready? Like, like I, I got to know. Does he respect Randall enough? Is is Randall a guy where he say, well, I want to play with him? Like, I got to know. So it, it's tough, man. But it's nice that we can actually have these conversations because our culture is different. Like, like we can actually have a Donovan Mitchell conversation if Utah loses in the first round. We can have a John Morant conversation because I'm looking at stuff right now and um, John Morant dad, a, a Utah Jazz fan told him, told his father, I'll put a nickel in your back and watch you dance, boy. And it's stuff like that, that yeah, like that, like that face like it's like that where you look and you like damn like it's just basketball homie like you don't gotta disrespect his pops like that but keep doing that utah fans keep on keep on keep on keep on poking that bit that's all i'm gonna keep that's all i'm gonna say keep poking that bit yeah, Utah is really lucky, man, because I, you know, their team that I didn't think they was gonna be doing this well, where they would lead the league in, in their record and shit like that. So, but so they they're lucky, man, because if they if they weren't winning the way they're winning, then you know Donovan Mitchell might have been traded already by by now, you know, because I mean they, they can't really get better. They're also lucky too that um the other guy um, got the six man of the year, you know, a, cu- a couple things that that went went their way that this year that got them like that, but you know. As you can see in the playoffs, these guys are not not really ready for for all that stuff. But you know, I, I want to bring up this point about uh, Kawhi. You know, Kawhi. You know, he you know he's definitely one of the top players in the NBA, top ten, mm-hmm. whatever whatever people want to say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, one one of the better defenders as far as as a go to guy. But the one one thing that um that Kawhi d- doesn't do because uh, like you made the point that um that you know um does Kawhi look at our roster as something that he would want to join? But also too, is he a guy that our team is gonna look at? Say yo, is he gonna fit with us? Because he don't speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The dude, the dude is is bugged out. He don't say nothing. Like 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 um the, that Toronto championship. Um, the guys were trying to um talk to him or whatever, and he was just like stone faced. He don't even want to give dudes pounds and stuff like that. It's just weird. So so you know, fit Tibbs though. That you don't think that fit Tibbs? Well, yo, in, in the beginning of the show, we, we was talking about um, how, um, you know, um, how Bullock and these guys, you know, when if they got something to say, they talk. Everybody's talking. Derek, Derek Rose pulling everybody together and, um, you know, talking or whatever. Um, Kawhi don't really do that. You know what I'm saying? So we, we if, if Kawhi comes, we're definitely going to have to get some of these guys to come in, you know, to, to stay in order to keep that continuity with the with the communication. But if uh, if it becomes weird where where our guys are communicating and Kawhi is still in his in his you know zone whatever and he's not mm-hmm. contributing to the whole thing even with um mm-hmm. with Tom Thibodeau cuz Tom Thibodeau curses everybody out. 
I feel I, every you know every time the Knicks don't do nothing and they call a timeout or whatever, you can see that Tom Tibble's about to about to dick in somebody's ass. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if Kawhi is gonna be the dude that's gonna tolerate that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna yell at me today, but guess what? Load management for the rest of the week, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We definitely, <laughs> you know, we definitely didn't want to get into that thing. So you know, it's just two sides of the other story, though. You know? Yo, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think, I don't think that would ever be an issue with Kawhi. I think Kawhi, Kawhi, you gotta understand, um, dog. He came from Popovich. <laughs> if you think Tibbs cursed people out, imagine Greg Popovich. <laughs> Yo, I, but I look what he did to Popovich, though. Look what he did huh? to Popovich. But but the reason why he did that was because Tony Parker spoke on his injury. Remember, Tony Parker said, oh, I had a quad injury. I was back in a month with a quad injury. How are you going to tell another grown man how he needs to feel with his body? You get what I'm saying? So, of course, Kawhi is going to be like, I'm out of here. And, and of course, he's in San Antonio. Who the hell want to be in San Antonio? So, I can understand Kawhi. But another thing, so I'm watching Kawhi and how he how he acts with her teammates, and I don't think that team is together. Um, I don't think they they play like a team that don't really believe in themselves. If you get what I'm saying, they they play shaky. I'm watching Luka Doncic literally like, and think of what think of your psyche as a basketball player, right? You got this guy from Europe. He's from Europe. He not even, he didn't even play AAU ball. He from, who he played for? In, in the Spanish league? He played in the Spanish league, dog. This, this, this guy from Europe is destroying new brothers. Destroying, you put Pat Bev on, destroying him. You put Kawhi on, destroying him. You put a uh, 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 Paul George on him, destroying him. So you got to, and, and, and I'm looking at Kawhi, you're right. He is a quiet person, but he does talk to the guy sometimes. But I'm not looking for him to be the leader. If, if that, if, if you come, if you coming to me at that angle, I'm not looking for him to be the leader. I'm looking for him to be a leader. I'm not looking for him to be the leader. So yes, I would bring back Taj. I would bring back Derrick Rose. I would bring back Reggie Bullock. I definitely would bring those three back. You need strong veteran presence if we was to get a guy like Kawhi. Speaking yeah, definitely. Because I mean, like Julius Randle, I can't see Julius Randle not telling Kawhi, "I'm gonna punch you in your face." You know, if if he was on if he was on some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like we're talking about, like let's let's say, like you you, been, you mentioned the Tony Parker thing. You know, I forgot about that too, man. But that that was a big issue with the, with um the whole injury thing. You know, Tony Parker just running his mouth or whatever. But I, I could totally see something happening where like um like Julius Randle says something, you know, because Kawhi didn't say it. And that could that could cause a similar riff. But it's gonna be a little bit different because now it's, it's Julius Randle. It's not it's not we we you know Tony Parker is Julius Randle. So the whole dynamic of everything will, will change. So I mean it's interesting. It's an interesting conversation. But like my man said here, he said um he said he would still get him Fred Rodriguez because you know he, he is a good player. You know if if everything works and, and you know, besides all the drama we talked about, if everything works and he just comes to play, you know what I'm saying? He's exactly what, what we could use, you know, in the in the roster. You know, it, it takes um, you know, we, we added more talent to the roster, but it takes the pressure off guys. Cause now you don't have to have Julius Randle going between his legs a million different different times, whatever. And you ain't got like um RJ Barrett 
you know, looking like like he's shell shocked or whatever, and, and then you don't kill Derrick Rose for forty minutes a night. Now you got somebody that they, they can um they can play off of, and everything just works works a little bit better, man. So, yo, I would lose my mind, diehard, if the Knicks was to get any one of these four players on the roster this offseason. season. I would lose my mind if we got Kawhi or Colin Sexton or Jalen Johnson, or Scotty Barnes. If we get one of those four guys, I'm losing my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm not really too concerned about, uh, well, I am concerned about the franchise point guard because I really I really feel like RJ deserves a franchise point guard. But as far as like championships is concerned, we need a wing. We need a wing. I mean, I turned I turned the mic off just so I'm just so it, it killed the feedback and stuff. But I, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, and he said um, Kawhi wants to be the boss like LeBron, pick the coach and the players. Um, I disagree. When you look at that Clippers roster before Kawhi picked them, of course he would say trade for Paul George because there wasn't no current All Star on the roster. He's supposed to come there to play with SGA, and and in hindsight. He was supposed to go with SGA. That would have been a better move. But, you know, Tibbs is – if, if I'm Tibbs, I would love to have Kawhi Leonard. And shout-outs to Gregory, man, for participating. As far as Jimmy Butler is concerned, brother, um, Jimmy Butler is going to be a free agent in 2022. And you don't think the first stop he's going to think about is with Tom Thibodeau? So he's going to be taking the vet minimum from the Knicks. So I'm not really worried about that. Well, I'm really not worried about that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw something at you. Remember how in the early 2000s, the Knicks used to get all the flanked out vets? Used to get all the flanked out vets. All the vets. All the garbage vets who used to be all-stars. The difference now is we could get those same vets who used to be all-stars. But we had R.J. Barrett, we got Obi, we got Quickly, so we got Mitch, we got a young call. I'm not really worried about that. I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, it's a young core that that got us to 41 and 31. You know what I'm saying? So we're not we're not adding these vets to take over. See, that's the key too. That that's what that's what we, we was arguing. You know, during the off season when we when there was no basketball to talk about because the Knicks weren't playing. You know, we we all were talking about this stuff like you know the old and that's the same old Knicks. You know, getting that guy is going to take minutes from whatever. But now look look at what, what we build with the roster that we got. Now we we could set the table and now we could bring in these vets because we know that these vets are not going to come in to take minutes from the guys that we got going. Yeah, it's really just to you know amplify the team or whatever. But you know you're right about the um about the Jimmy Butler man. Jimmy Butler definitely is going to be here and you know with that free agency year because you, you can see it now. Miami Heat's getting swept. You know, um, Reggie, um, not Reggie Butler. Jimmy Butler is on the decline right now. You know, so so the yes. writing's on the wall for him to be, to become a Nick. When, um, you know, as his career starts to wind down. I'm looking at um, what he was saying about um LeBron and all that. Yeah, um, Jimmy Butler is guaranteed going going become a Nick man. Guaranteed, he's going to become a Nick. And, you know, I feel I don't feel bad for Heat fans. I feel bad for Jimmy Butler because they were supposed to trade for James Harden. I don't I don't really understand that. 
I, I don't really understand that. They were supposed to trade for James Harden, man. You got a guy like Jimmy Butler on your roster. You're supposed to go all in. You're supposed to go all in, bro. Yeah, the same way the Brooklyn Nets. I don't want to talk about Brooklyn, though. You know, but but just the for the simple fact, you know, like they um they already had Durant. You know, they they took a calculated risk. You know, the Durant was coming off of Achilles. Uh, they took a, a a chance with Kyrie. You know, Kyrie is just a weirdo. You know what I'm saying? He's proven to be a weirdo year, year in year out. But I, I mean, I mean now they they gave away all the young guys, all the promising young guys they built up into up, up into this point, and then they 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 just went went for it. You know, they not that that brought along. Blake Griffin, they got a couple shooters involved. They brought um, they got um, you know Jeff Green, all this other stuff. You know Jeff Green's out actually; he's he's hurt. But um, you know aside from all that, you know um, DeAndre Jordan, they built up the base, you know, to to play around the major stars, or whatever. So they're going for it. You know what I'm saying? Miami, Miami Heat, they ass backwards, man. They because um they they were too busy trying to hold on to Hero, Duncan, and this that and the other, and not being afraid to do it. They should have absolutely went all out because you know you got to look at the timeline. Jimmy Butler's on the last legs of his career. Um, um, what's the name? Bam is good, but Bam can't hold down the team by himself. You know, that's proven already. And then look at the rest of their roster. The rest of their roster is not really anything to, to uh, call home about either, man. So the no. time is now, what would have been now, to, to go all in for for um, for Harden, man. So, but I mean, you know, shout out to Pat Riley. Pat Riley's built so many championship teams over there in Miami. So, you know, you got to give him credit for, for that. But but you, you can't, you can't, you know... Be hundred percent right every single time, man. But that definitely was a blunder on on their part. But you know, the, the Knicks Knicks can't Knicks can't um can't make that same mistake, you know, because um no. you know right now we, we are the way we are. There's nothing. Nobody's gonna come save us now. But in the off season, we definitely gotta look at it. And 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 if if there's a deal to be made to get somebody, you know, um you know, holding on to draft picks and say, oh man, we should have saved our draft picks. No, nah, nah, man. Nah. Yeah, right now yeah. now is the time to to um take the draft picks that we have. If if poss if if possible. You know, and yeah. then put it in the mix and and get these guys help now. Because look, yeah. we, we already set the table for the next uh, few years. Next year we still got our draft picks. Then we still mm -hmm. got two more draft picks. Then the next year, so the mm -hmm. stable is still full. Right now we can get rid of the um the immediate draft picks just to just to get the next step. You know, saying maybe sign somebody, trade somebody. You know, you know, and then, you know we get two piece two big pieces to come into into this mix. Uh, resign everybody, go over the cap, whatever you need to do to keep everything together, and then we just let it ride. You know what I'm saying? Let let it ride. Um, um, next season and maybe maybe um, no, let it ride next season. You know, um, and and then even the next season. Then when we get those two draft picks, then we just do it again. You know? I, I, yo, dog, I would absolutely put that 2022 pick unprotected on the table. Absolutely, I would absolutely do that. I would I would absolutely do that. I'm not interested in Paul George. Let me be clear with that. I don't want any NBA player that is mentally weak like that. There's a reason why I've been saying to Dahard and saying on Twitter, I want Colin Sexton. There's a reason why. I want guys like that. I want guys who want to compete. I want guys who, like Obi Toppin, who get better when the lights get brighter. Those are the type of guys I want. I don't want poor George. If he hits the side of the backboard playing against a, a, another team, imagine if he hit the side of a backboard and he's a Nick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he'll, he'll retire on the spot the way we will treat him, you know, after that. You know, but here's the, here's the thing with the Clippers. Like, like, like teams, they, they don't really think. Because you got Kyle, Kawhi, he don't talk. 
You know what I'm saying? Then Paul George, you know, that he's just his mind is he's too busy in, in, in chicks DMs to be worried about, you know, anything going on on the court. And then if he messes up, he don't own up up to it and say, listen, I got to get better. Look at Julius Randle. Every time, you know, the last two games, that first game, he, he know he played bad. He said, yo, that's on me. I got to play better. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, that's what it is. Look, look at Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau, he don't, he's not married. He ain't got no kids. Nothing. All, it, all of this is just basketball. You know, a, a guy like Colin Sexton, he's another guy. He, he's 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 a, a psycho. You know what I'm saying? Make, making fun of um the coach's sons in the game. You know, talking trash to the other team's coach when he was when he was in high school. So it, he's, he's just these guys are just built different, man. So we we have to get the mentality with, to get guys that are just built different, built like that. You know, be, be and just steer clear of guys that are more concerned with um their their brand and it's just um building up and stuff. Yo, shout, shout out to um Castillo, man. Thank you for um for uh, for contributing to the thing today, man. Yeah, facts. Helping us out a lot here. And you know it's crazy. Um, now that we on the that um subject, I think what Adam Silver did as far as putting the rookie extensions, at like you can extend your rookie after the third season. I think that puts certain teams at a disadvantage, right? Because now your contract negotiations start a year early. So if the player, if that said rookie or young player who's on a rise don't want to be with your team, you could probably negotiate that a year early. So whereas, for example, like how the Knicks did it when they traded for Zingas. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the the some of rookie extensions. And it definitely could be expensive. Shout out to Bobby Marr. You got DeAndre A.M., Mikel Bridges, Luca Doncic, Trey Young, Miles Bridges, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Jaron Jackson Jr., Colin Sexton, Robert Williams, Michael Porter Jr. 2018 draft, by the way, is, is looking like an all-time historic NBA draft filled with talent. And, oh, Jaron Jackson Jr. What I'm getting at is this summer, is it possible if World Wide West, knowing his connection, can get one of these young players who has not signed their next deal yet, can he facilitate a behind-the-scenes move, right, that comes out just like the Paul George uh, situation? The Paul George trade didn't come out until 2 in the morning, right? They, they held it under the, under the table. So I'm wondering if we could pull something like that and just get a guy who's on RJ and Randall's timeline, Sexton or Shea Gildress Alexander. Imagine if OKC get the first pick. So OKC say, look, man, we got Kay Cunningham. Look, Shay, we love you, but we're not trying to extend you right now. We're trying to move forward with Kay. Okay, no problem. I gladly tell you, I gladly try to trade for Shay Gilgis Alexander. It's like certain stuff I'm just looking at, and I'm trying to just view all options right now. Yeah, the more options you have, like you, you that was a big list you gave, man. So just the lower averages, you know, like if you had the if you had like a, a club or a party or something like that and you single, you're trying to get chicks, you you're not just gonna holler at the baddest one in there, you know, and and get rejected and then now you're just done for the night. You got if you if you single and you're not really worried about settling down with nobody, you better shoot your shot at everybody. You know what I'm saying? If there's fifty if there's like a thousand girls in there, you better holler at all thousand. Now the lower averages is you know you're gonna you're gonna get one of them, at least one of them, you know what I'm saying? So in that scenario with, with the um with those players that you said, if um you know if if you know if you holler at what whatever there's there's a chance that some of these guys might um might actually 
um, you know, pan out to something, something that that works out. You know, we, we definitely need to give it a chance. Yeah. So it, it it's just a lot that we gotta look at. It's a lot that's been on my mind. Um, it's a lot to to try and you know. It's a lot to take in, man. I, I, I'm just. It's so many names that's running through my mind, like Donovan Mitchell, Colin Sexton, Kawhi Leonard, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr. You're you seen? I'm pretty sure you seen the um, the news and talking about how the Grizzlies they're not sure if they want to extend Jaron Jackson Jr. So it's a lot to process within these next two weeks, but for tampering purposes, purposes. I want Miami to lose. I want Miami to get swept. And I want the Clippers to get swept. And I want Utah to lose in the first round. Just for tampering purposes. <laughs> yeah. Then we can we can like like um totally like you know you know scrape their roster up, you know what I'm saying? Like like getting the peanut butter last bit of peanut butter out the peanut butter draw, man, and throw it on our bread, man. Yo, but you, you mentioned Jared Jackson. You know, I, I have had arguments with people where they're yelling and screaming at me about Jared Jackson. You know, he's mm-hmm. one of the worst rebounding bigs in the NBA. You oh, know what I'm saying? Yo, right now, you know, the last game they played uh, against Utah, um, he's, he did score 16 points, um, you know, three for six from three. No, excuse me. Um, uh, no, just one, one, for, one for two from three. Uh, you know, uh, from, from, the, from, the, um, from the free throw line, he, had nine, he was nine for 11. So he's an active mm-hmm. offensive player. But I mean, the guy's like six foot eleven or whatever he is, right? Um, he, he only had three rebounds, Oof. you know, and he's consistently getting three rebounds all the time. Sometimes even less than that, one, two rebounds in a game and playing major minutes. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that, that, that that's gotta um gotta uh, you know be mentioned as well when you talk about a kid like that, you know? Yo, yeah, and um, I just, yeah, his rebounding is so disgusting to me. And that is one of the main things I dislike about his game. But at the end of the day, he block shots, he spaces the floor, and he puts, and, and, and he can calm the pass a little bit. But I'm gonna throw this angle at you. I would rather trade for Mo Bamba than get than getting uh, Jaron Jackson. Just off of that, just off of the fact of rebounding. And Mo Bamba is from Harlem, and he knows the city. And I, I keep saying this: Tibbs, go get Mo Bamba. Send Kevin Knox home. Send him to Florida. Not <laughs> Knox. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that man. I'm done. I'm done with Knox, man. You no, know, ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing personal. You know, ain't nothing personal with the kid. Not everybody works out in every situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even like. You know, even like major players, you know, that are that are doing well now in the beginning of their career, they weren't, you know, they were tossed around like like shout out to like Kyle Lowry, those type of guys. You know, they, they didn't really like, you know, stick to it to their first team. They took them a little while. But you know, you know, I, I wanna stay with the Memphis roster. Um, shout out to um uh P Lover here. This this is my um my um my brother in law here. So we, we were actually talking about Memphis today, man. Dylan Brooks is a guy I want, man. You know, but but he signed like to like a rookie. I, I'm not sure if it's his rookie deal, but he got um, it's basically 11, 11 million dollars a year for like the next yeah. two more years. But that's yeah. that's the dude I want, man. Another guy, Valentunas, would be a, a decent center to pick up. You know, yeah. if um, you know, once once we get done getting the major um, moves that we need to make, Valentunas mm-hmm. might be a guy that we might be able to pull. And um, you know, there's a couple a couple young guys on, on that on that on the team that's pretty good, man. That um, 
that's that's the thing. As we watch in the playoffs, you know, you was talking about um, you know, Utah and all these different guys. It's it's a great opportunity to scout the future, you know, because yes. the Knicks the Knicks got we got our hands in all the cookie jars, man. And then then we got the the back the um you know the back roots too with World Wide West, you know, like I was saying before, grease and palms and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, the the world is our oyster, man. We can do anything right now with, with the um, you know, with in the in the Knicks. We 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 got we got money to spend. We got draft picks to to use. You know what I'm saying? And and we got the resources to um to talk to guys on and off the off the court. So it's, it's it's amazing. The ball is in our court. So Knicks just can't they cannot mess this up, bro. It, like literally, like shout outs to Steve Mills. Shout outs to Phil Jackson. Shout outs to David Fisdale. Shout outs to Jeff Warner Trash. Shout outs to Kurt Randis. Without you bums, we wouldn't be here right now. Um, so without that, without that pain that I've endured for, for like seven straight years, without them, we wouldn't be here right now. Without Phil Jackson, we wouldn't have all our draft picks right now, to be honest. James Dolan. Salute to James Dolan, he banned the fan that spit on Trey Young. He's been doing a great job as an NBA owner. Yeah. And sh- shout banned out to Phil Jackson. Cause Phil, yeah, he banned, he banned yeah, but, but, but Phil Jackson was the one to, to get um Dolan to stay away. You know, he was the initial first one to get get him to stay away. You know, and then you know, the only thing that he said so far this season was that was um when they were, when they had that that COVID conference with the um with the mayor and the governor and stuff, and they were talking about opening up for the playoffs. That was the first time I heard from the dude in a long time. You know, I forgot I kind of forgot what his voice sounded like. He's like a weird, he's a weird dude, man. But I mean, you know, it, it's 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 just good vibes all around, man. It's, it's impossible for us for anybody to be upset, you know. But people still find a way, though, man. But it's it's absolutely impossible to be upset as as a Nick fan right now. Very. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what, what do you think is going to happen Friday, man? Damn, Dahar put me on the spot before we get out of here. Damn. Um, I just hope Tibbs adjusts, bro. I, I, I just want him to adjust, man. I, I don't I don't give a damn about who he started at point guard. I don't give I, I don't give a shit about him. like I'm at the point like it, we, I could sit here and tell you. But I, I just want him to adjust. If he adjusts, because you got to think, Atlanta's going to be home. So Atlanta role players is going to play better. Then remember, um, in game two, uh, Atlanta shot 0 for 8 in the last, like, five minutes of the game. Their role players ain't going to do that at home because they won't need some home cooking. So we're going to have to play hard. Uh, if Tibbs changed the point guard rotation, thank God. But you know, just play hard, try to win the game, bro. Win the game. I think it's going to be a close game, and I think whatever team that wins is going to win the game by less than five points. The Knicks will win this game if we hold Atlanta under under a hundred. win. I don't care how much we score. We hold them under hundred. We're going to win that game. If they score above 100, I kind of got an issue with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you, man. You know, but, you know, the the, the main the main topic for me, with, with, for both teams, is statement game, you know, for both of them. Because, I mean, leaving the court, 
uh, Trey Young put put up the A, say, yo, I see you in the A. I see you in the A. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know who he was talking to, but, but you know, um, Trey Young and um, Nate McMillan. Shout, shout out to Nate McMillan. He's a great coach, man. You know, he's he been is. bouncing around this, this NBA, but he, he's really good at making adjustments. You know, where, where, where Tom Thibodeau um, fails, uh, Nate McMillan is, is is really good at good at that. But, I mean, you know, um, Atlanta's going to try to run us off the court. You know what I'm saying? And then the, on the Knicks side, we, we need we need to establish, reestablish our defense, get physical and stuff like that. So it's it's a battle of styles. So you know, you know, I, I feel like I feel like one of one team is gonna is gonna come out with that statement. I just hope it's the Knicks, man. Like the um, chances are for me, I think that I think the Knicks can just run them off the court. And I, I think if they do, Atlanta has no shot in the series after that. But if the no. if if Atlanta does come out and the Knicks don't match them. We're gonna be in. We're gonna be in trouble. It's, it's gonna drag this thing out longer than it needs to. We don't need a game. We don't need any. We don't need these guys to go the distance because I need Derrick Rose to get the goddamn rest. <laughs> that, that that's who I'm focused on. If he, if anything happens to Derrick Rose, let me knock on wood. We're done. <laughs> so pray. Uh, I'm. That's another thing too, as far as tips. Tibbs, stop playing that man so many goddamn minutes. Like, I seen his ankle the other day. He was limping. I understand Derrick Rose is a warrior. But at, at the same time, without him, we're done. So, he got to change it up, man. Yo, I'm, I'm going to take it even further, man. The, um, game five is July 2nd. You know what I'm saying? So I want the series to be over before 4th of July, man. I don't want my 4th of July to be ruined. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm anticipating myself getting a four a four day weekend for that weekend. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want I, I want to enjoy you know the 4th of July weekend, man. I don't want to be you know stressed out, you know worrying worrying about if the Knicks gonna beat Atlanta or not, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm gonna be selfish with that, man. So I hope the Knicks take care of them. So, so memorial. No, nah, no, nah, I'm talking about um I'm talking about uh yeah memorial. My bad. No, I'm looking ahead. That, that's uh, that's June fourth. June fourth. I'm looking at. <laughs> it's fine. So, so anyway, don't don't ruin another weekend. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. You know, don't ruin another weekend of mine. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully they they out of here, and then we can we can enjoy the weekend, and then just um deal with that that um that next team. So yeah, man. I, I, I just hope, man, we gotta win this game, man. I'm looking at Philly. I'm hoping we can get back Mitchell Robinson. Prayers, prayers, because we're going to need him for that Philly series. Because Embiid is – that man, that man there, he's looking like he ain't with nothing this year. <laughs> so Yeah, we, we, don't got nothing, we don't got nobody to match up with him, man. So we're going to be in trouble no. with that. Hell no. Well, dog, man, if people know where to find me, man, they know where to find you. Uh, Spotify, whatever. Uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, um, Twitter. It don't matter. SMYK Pod, State. I, I, my mind is everywhere, man. This playoffs, it, it's been so fun. Like watching the Miami Heat get smoked, though, got me. And I am so happy right now. Because <laughs> yeah. they deserved it. Stay humble, Nick fans. Don't, I don't want us to end up like the Heat. We got to stay humble. We got to respect the opponent, respect Atlanta, and we're going to be good. And the pigeons. 
Yeah, yeah, we we still got plenty of time, man. We got plenty of time for everybody to get out there and get those uh, bird masks. You know what I'm saying? We we got to get ready, ready for um, you know, for game game was it the game five? Yeah, game five when when we come back to New York. You know, saying so you got plenty of time to order something or find something in some kind of some kind of shop, man. We gotta we gotta make it crazy on, on game five. That's a fact, but um, dog, I'm out of here because I don't want them to kill me because I'm over that every time, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I, I can hear the guys, um, guys on uh, loading up on next to you over there. Yo, I, I don't I don't know how you get away with this shit, man. But it's, you know, it's all good. Listen, I know how to I I. When you're a Knicks fan, you know how to prioritize certain things to get way before a Nick game. So I've learned that skill very early in my life. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, yo, I remember the days when I used to work for NYU, man. I used to be doing a lot of wild stuff, man. If we ever get a chance, I, I'll tell you all my, my, little sto- my little stories and stuff that I used to be doing over there. Uh, yeah, NY- <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, good, good talking to you as always, man. We we definitely gonna get up, get up one of these days here. Like probably either before or after the next game, probably right. Yes, sir. Um, most likely right after, yo. You know, we everybody gonna pissed off. We lose, oh for sure, right after. But you know, die hard, state of mind. What what episode is this? Episode three, episode four, episode five. It's infinite, man. We we just gonna be just out here. But yeah, yeah, man. Great talking to you, dog. I'm out of here, man. I see my coworker. He get ready to leave, too. So, nation, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. All right, that was my man, State. Yeah, man. So, I mean, keep keep looking out for Dyer Nick's state of mind. Me and State, we get up with each other usually around 9 o'clock. It all depends. Because as, as you can see, he's delivering um, Nick babies over there. And um, I got I got a family and kids that I, I got to, like, you know, lock in the closet in order to get myself together for this stuff here, too, man. So, I mean, you know, I know everybody's, you know, legally blind now from watching this for this whole hour talking Knicks, but, but you know, while we're here, go look to manscaped.com, guys, and check out, um, you know, some of the stuff that they have here. They got, like, clippers and all kind of stuff. I use all this stuff. Their boxes are great. Uh, the, the clippers is, is what I've been shaving my head with, man. My head feels great. You know, so, you know, there's a lot, they're very versatile, very versatile company. And um, you can go to their website and use promo code DIEHARD20 to get – um. You know, uh, discount twenty percent off um, on on your next order, man. So you know, keep that in mind when, when you're out there. And um, you know, before we go, four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb, salute. And I see you guys on the next one, y'all.